What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. Uh, we are finally up to what we've been talking about, uh, the Tokyo Game Show, which is the Japanese game show that showcases all the upcoming games from all the companies that we love. Uh, today was actually day one-ish of the Tokyo Game Show online. Uh, a lot of uh, digital pressers. Uh, from different companies over the next couple of days. Uh, today we had uh, Microsoft show off their thing, and then a few companies decided to uh, show off a couple of little things here and there. It's been pretty light so far for what day one is. I think the bigger things that everyone's going to be looking forward to is uh, tomorrow at 6 a.m. our time, uh, we have the Square Enix uh, presser uh, where they're saying where it's reported that they'll be showing off some new stuff for Final Fantasy 16. That should be cool. That should be cool. I think uh, Arc Systems work is uh on Sunday. That's another one for those of you who are fans of like um River City Girls and several other Guilty like, Gear <laughs> and Guilty Gear. They're going to be showing Guilty Gear. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, maybe they'll show off like another fighter. I think they've had some time. <laughs> or not. I don't no, know. No, <laughs> actually. I can't think of any other fighter that they could actually be working on. Like, I'm dead serious right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, we um, haven't heard much of that uh, Grand, Fan- um, Grand Blue Fantasy RPG, actual RPG, not the fighting game. Yeah, there's supposed to be like an actual action RPG at some point. Um, I know the fighting game, Dave, kind of like left off and we're like yeah here's all these characters have fun and then they haven't really like touched the game in a long while um which is unfortunate because it's such a great fighting game it is though it doesn't Um, run that well on the ps4 to be quite honest with you uh, i think it's fine i don't know i haven't really had too many issues with it on my ps4 uh could be because i have it on a pro maybe it's not that great on a standard ps4 uh Standard, it, it's not so much, um, it runs into a lot of issues in terms of the lobby system and stuff online. That's to all. To be fair, I haven't played it in quite a while. Like, I played it when the game came out and I was heavy on it for like a couple of months. Uh, I didn't get any of the characters, so like, I just, I just didn't feel like spending money on characters. So I'm like, at some point, they'll just release a pack with all of them. And I'll probably buy that if I care enough. Yeah. Um, but mostly it's because like, I. Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown came out, and I've just been spending all my time on that. Oh, apparently it's coming out next year. The action RPG? Yeah, Relink. Okay. That should be fun. Like, <laughs> should be good. It is. It's such a good. It's such a good. Such a good. It's such a good game. Like, even the gotcha game. Um, Speaking of gotchas, have you, have you seen the Genshin? Genshin. Impact has celebrated its one-year anniversary. And everyone's what, mad at what them. Did they, what did they do to celebrate their anniversary? I don't pay attention. I don't so pay basically they gave them nothing, and then the contest is gotcha. You have a 5% chance to winning the contest. That's you get terrible. gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> they gave them 100 Primo Gems. Um, you need 160 to, to get a free summon, so you don't even get a full free summon. Um... 
So everyone knows that for Lunar New Year, they're probably going to do a lot more, in all honesty. So for their actual anniversary, they didn't really do much. But still, people are kind of upset because they're looking at other gacha games for the, like, FGO, Grand Blue. Like, do actually really cool stuff for their, like, anniversaries each year that they go. It's like, yeah, here's a bunch of stuff. Here's this. Here's that. So what the community has gone to doing is um, review bombing everything on the Google Play Store. <laughs> like everything that's not even real, like other gotcha games, uh, even Google Classroom. I don't know why Google Classroom went from like a four star application to like a zero star application overnight. It has nothing to do with Genshin, but yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, like, like the gotcha games are very hit or, hit or miss for me. Like, unless I really care about the property or it's interesting enough that I want to sit and play it, like, I'll stick with it. You know, I tried. I really tried it was, to get into Genshin. And I was just like, there is nothing in this world. Like, it just felt so empty for me. Even still now, to me, it feels kind of empty. Even with the expansions and everything that they've done, I look at it, I'm like, there's nothing here. It feels a little too... It feels like it's the first gotcha I, fi- I finally said, yeah, this feels like a slot machine with, like, graphics. Then on, like, the other side of the spectrum, like, I'm, I'm currently, I've been playing, you know, I, I log in for my dailies, and then I, I try to proceed with the quest as much as possible. Uh, and that's a near reincarnation for mobile. Yeah. Um, I, I'm liking it. You know, I haven't spent, like, any actual money on the game. Like, I've just been like, oh, let me try my pulls, the free ones that I get. From grinding and whatnot, um, but I'm just having more fun, like just playing through like the actual game, because uh, the whole course of the game. If you remember, like in the near replicant and the yeah, near yeah, automata yeah. series, all the weapons had like a backstory through yep. them. This, you actually play through those back those backstories now. Oh, that's like, really cool. I like that. And then you you get to win, like you get to win some of the characters from those backstories to be put into your actual like RPG party. Oh, I thought cool. that was really cool. That's cool. I like that. That's I like. I like it when they focus on lore and they make the lore like engaging enough to keep you engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand. That's why I like Grand Blue Fantasy so much. The lore behind every single character, every single weapon, their interactions, the whole world. I sat here. I'm like, yeah, this is this is the old Square Enix writers. Pretty much. <laughs> Give me a real game. That's not gotcha, please. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my god. <laughs> well, speaking of games, have we uh, played anything new? Or are we still playing stuff from last week? Um, I played a little bit of Melty Blood. Uh, uh-huh. I like it. it. It's Melty Blood. Like, it, it, there's not much I can say. It, it's Melty Blood. Um, I hope that they announce character packs for it. Like, it's like, hey, we're going to be adding this character or this character. I hope they bring back the Neko arc so everyone can suffer through the cats and all the attacks going yan at the end. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've been actually going through my Switch collection recently. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my significant other has been um, rounding out her collection of like very small uh, Vita games as well. So we, we've just been kind of rounding out our collections. I've come to realize my Switch library is my, li- my largest console library right now. I didn't realize how many and games. I, huh? <laughs> and it's all like digital, huh? No, actually. Uh, it's mostly physical. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how much. I didn't even count the digital games yet, actually. <laughs> I didn't realize oh, how wow. much I was. 
buying in Switch games that I've played and then just forgotten about. Like so many little indie games, things like that. I forgot mm-hmm. Darkest Dungeon was on the Switch and I have the collector's edition for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh yeah, I own this. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I've also been uh, going back into buying uh, GBA games recently. So, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of advance, I, I picked up the, uh, the Castlevania advance collection. Ooh. I, 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 ironically enough, I didn't buy it for my Switch. I put them on my PlayStation. That's I fine. Just, like, I didn't want to like, travel with them. I wanted to like, actually sit and play, and play them. them. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think that's going to be... That, that's, um, that's a game... That well, yes, they were on the on the Game Boys and everything, the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, like the Switch, yeah, the Switch is like the soldier, but those games are very, very dense games, in my opinion. For sure, yeah. Especially uh, um, Circle of the Moon, which was the first one, on, yeah, on the Game Boy Advance. Like it was yeah. a Game Boy Advance launch title. Um, one of the things that I liked, like one of the complaints of the original game, was that it was super dark on the Game Boy Advance, and even when they did the. Uh, the backlight version. DSP. Kind of yeah. Uh, this version is actually like more well lit. <laughs> okay. They, they raised up the. the they raised the brightness a little bit, the saturation. Um. um and I, oh. I, I, re- I literally forgot how amazing that game was. It's such a good game. I and recently like, watched oh. a, another streamer play through it and it was just like, yeah, I forgot how good this game is. It's such a great game. It is. Um, speaking of advance, actually, uh, Metroid is coming out. So I actually recently replayed through Fusion also recently. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, from everything that I've heard about Dread, it's like, yeah, it, it, it feels exactly. It has that Metroidvania horror because everyone forget that Metroid games are supposed to be horror games in a way. <laughs> and it's like good i admit that's the kind it's not like the horror that's like jump scares or anything it's the horror that builds slowly yeah it's like that that creepiness like you're like oh i'm on a strange planet oh what are these creatures oh what is that dead space got it correctly that's gonna, that's gonna kill me okay yeah <laughs> when dead space gets it correct because even with the power-ups and stuff i'm just like huh i'm still mm-hmm. taking damage i still have to think i still have to be careful at times okay. <laughs> but yeah um, one of the games I recently uh, finished uh, a little bit a while ago I think I finished it like this past day I think it was yeah uh, and it, it was on the Switch I, I played uh, Eastward which is a <gasps> you uh, played it sort of a action adventure role playing game um, made from an indie studio the developers are a company by the name of Pixville they are a Shanghai-based company. This is their first game. Uh, initially started with like three people. Yep. Uh, and then Chucklefish picked it up and published it. Um, game dropped, uh, I think, like maybe two weeks ago. About a week ago, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing action RPG. It is a probably one of the best like pixel art games I've played in a very long time. Let alone it being an RPG. Let alone it being one of those like slow burn yeah. uh, adventure turns because it's really very slice of life, um, a very a very a slice of life kind of game. 
Uh, it, it mixes a lot of elements of like The Legend of Zelda, Earthbound. Uh, you know, you have some Final Fantasy inspirations in it as well. Um, it's it's very quirky. Um, it's a surreal game. Like the story is just like, what the hell is going on here? Um, but what I really like about it is how like every character has like a story. Like every person you talk to, the merchants and stuff like that. Like it's very RPG ish. Uh, so I really, I really came to be attracted to the detail richness that the characters had in this particular game. On top of it being like a very fun to play game, and also looking as good as it is for it being pixel art. So um, I have that game on Steam right now, um, mm-hmm. and I've decided to wait until my Steam Deck comes in to play it. Honestly. Uh huh. So I, I really I look really forward to that game. Yeah, right it's now. it's beautiful. It is a wonderful, wonderful game. Um you might see it on a top ten list, you know, at the end of the nice. year. Yeah. On our YouTube channel. You know, just saying. Yeah. Um just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um Yo, actually, have you this, have you played like, I honestly I am so glad because like, like I was really worried. Like there were some games that I'm like, okay, yeah, this is definitely making top ten. But I was like I don't have a lot of games that I really want to consider for this full top 10 list. And I'm so grateful that like stuff's finally coming out. And a lot of it's coming from indie developers. That's the thing yep. that I'm really like, you know, these indie developers are coming in and they're hitting home runs with some of these games, you know, like Eastward was up there. Um, you look at something like Kena Bridge of Spirits, which, you know, it's a new team and it was made by like 15 people and whatnot. Like that game is good. Don't know if it's going to be getting here, but like, you know, I'm just saying, like, I'm just glad, like, stuff's finally being released. And I'm just like, yes, this is what I've wanted, like, all year long. You're coming out now. Yeah. When I really have time to play all of it. I know. It's like when no one has time now, it's like, great. Um, um, then the thing that I'm liking is, like, there's all, on top of that, there's always, like, these surprise games that come out. Like, case in point, um, what we're going to show off uh, tomorrow as part of our, uh, our Friday night content. You know, we have our sister podcast, Ikai. We have a happy, yeah. a happy hour after that. And I was talking about this in both our, our, our chats and mentioned it in the Discord as well. Um, one of the biggest surprises that I've had this year for me mm-hmm. was how a Hot Wheels game yes. is one of the best racers I have played <laughs> yes. in like a decade. Yes. Let's talk about this. Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, (laughs) I was able to get an early copy from a buddy of mine. He was like, hey, you want to check this out? Because I think you would really like this. And I'm like, why are you giving me Hot Wheels? Like, is this a joke? (laughs) And then all of a sudden. You really really need to play it. So then we sit there and I'm playing and I'm like, why is this so good? (laughs) This has no business being as good as it is. Like, this is Hot Wheels. This is one of those games where, like, you give it to, like, a team of like 20 people and the janitor and they just like throw stuff at the computer and see what sticks. And I'm like, no, this is really good. Like this is an arcade racer that has track building and, and, and track building. And like, it takes the best parts of burnout and track mania and mashes it together. Yep. And I'm like, this is a hot wheels game. So you have no, this being this good. No, no, no. It's funny that you mentioned this because Someone else mentioned to me about this game also that it's like not that they just put effort into the game. 
is that they finally realize what how good the spirit of Hot Wheels is yeah. as a video game. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love about this game. So, like, I guess what I want to do, and I guess this would be like an early version of what I want to do when I showcase this game uh, on on Friday uh, for our, our special little. Yeah. I, I guess we'll call it like a live stream review as I play along with it. <laughs> And just some of the things that I want you to pay attention to when we show off this game was how much, like, these guys really went above and beyond the type of details that went into this game. Like, you know when the company goes hard and they do little details that you're like, no other company would have done this, but I love that you did. (laughs) So, like, uh, the best comparison I can make. So, you remember how, like, the stages in Fall Guys, it's obvious that they're they're supposed to be very bouncy. Yeah. One of the details that I like in Fall Guys is how, like, the corners of the edges are, like, tucked in. And you can see, like, the little uh, stretching because, like, you know it's tucked in. I'm like, they didn't have to do that, but they did in Fall Guys. And that same type of detail is in Hot Wheels. So, like... Because it's supposed to be like, this is the Hot Wheels world in a real world uh, simulation. So it's like, you're playing through like a living room, for example. And it's all the tracks, and the tracks are like crazy and going through the living room. So you're on all these orange tracks and whatnot. And you know how like you have to put the stickers on the Hot Wheels tracks to like, oh, this is the arrow that points whatever direction I have to go? Yep. That sticker on the track in the game will have like a little air bubble because like you can tell it was put on like super fast like you know when you put on the stickers and yes like a little yes bubble, yeah the little tiny air bubble yeah yeah it's in that game i'm like <laughs> they didn't have to do that but so, they did <laughs> so so my friend who's been looking forward to this game um mostly is the entire car community like online is looking forward to this game because apparently hot wheels has had a renaissance where people are now building out their cars to match the exact Hot Wheels model that they find. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. So um, it's just like, the- so it's like the whole community is like, wait, I can now race my car in a video game. <laughs> like the car that's in my driveway. I'm just hoping I unlock the DeLorean because that's all I want to play as. Um, <laughs> and I haven't unlocked it yet because the loot box is... What they have as the reward section is a little yeah. rough. Probably like my only complaint about the game, but you know it's it's Hot Wheels. So I'm like I'm not I'm not expecting much. I mean One again, the <laughs> again, again. Remember when, when Toys R Us was a thing and you had to go to go to go get the Hot Wheels cars. You were yeah. at the mercy of the loot box of of the, of the physical store shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other details that I really liked was because it's literally the toys. Yeah. Um. As you play the game with whatever car you have, the car that you're using takes on the actual damage that your toy Hot Wheels in real life did. So you'll see like the scuff marks on like the oh, metal. Yeah. You'll see like the scuff marks on the tire. If you like look at your car in a, a certain light, it'll have like a kid's fingerprint on it. <laughs> like, who thinks of that stuff? Well, these guys did, obviously. But yeah. like, I, I was just like, is that a fingerprint on, like, my car's Windshield? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just like, 
wow, these guys really went all in on like the whole like this is you're playing with this toy kind of thing. That, remember like, when remember. we when we kind of wrote it off because we saw it in the Nintendo Direct? Yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh, Hot Wheels, and then now it's the new F Zero. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, I, I I said it in the Discord. I'm like, this is the most fun I've had with an arcade racer since F Zero GX. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, it's it's that great for me. Like I'm just like this is amazing. I can't wait yeah, for the tracks. Ha- to, I, I can't wait for the general populace to get the tracks, and then we're just gonna get really insane tracks. Oh, some, some of point. them are, are available right now, so you can go on and get like community tracks right now. Uh, the game launched. Uh, the game is officially out today. Um, we're gonna show it off uh, as part of our Friday night content, uh, but. Um, it gets it gets the D stamp of approval. Like, hey, if you're into arcade racers, believe it or not, this thing that says Hot Wheels on it is not a joke game. It is actually really, really, really good. And it's it's Hot Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so is it on your uh, top ten? Um, for my personal top ten, yeah. yeah. Whether or not I can convince the rest of the crew to put it on the main top ten, we'll see. Uh, but okay. it's definitely one of those games that's like, okay, this has to be acknowledged in some way, shape, or form. Because uh, I don't know this if game a... should not be as good as it is. There's a game that I want you to also try to play. Um, I know you don't have a huge love of uh, Paper Mario. Well, you do have a huge love of Paper Mario, but not the recent ones. No, yeah, the recent but, ones I've not been a fan of. Um, there's one that plays really well on PC, and I'm not sure if it's available on other things, but Bug Fable Fables. Bug Fables? Yes. I don't like the name already. No. It's, I need a more original name. <laughs> it's, it's, and the Everlasting Sap. It's a really well done um, Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga kind of homage by an indie dev. I feel like you would actually enjoy it. Bug Fables, right. the Everlasting Sapling. Yep. Uh, drop in 2020 it's on the switch yeah. also <laughs> yeah try it's it cute. it's it's I cute I, I don't know <laughs> i don't know you don't know all right <laughs> i don't know like some games you know i just look at them i'm like i don't know if i'll play that like hot wheels i looked at i'm like that's something i would play but it's hot wheels so i don't think i'll actually spend like actual money on it and out of nowhere it's just like <laughs> wait it's good <laughs> yeah I took a chance on Eastward. I was like, I hope this game is good because I want, I wanted to play like a nice Everyone I know. Game. Everyone I, I know who's played the game has loved it. Yeah, it's, um, it's really good. Uh, Skatebird, uh, I, I've also I played recently. Like, <laughs> Skatebird was not good. Was not no, good. my only complaint with Skatebird is that the controls need to be tighter. That's my only real complaint. There's at least on PC. <laughs> on PC, at least. There's a lot in that game that needs to be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm sorry, man. That game is. Just not- I know. The- <laughs> uh. mm. Anyway, uh, before we get on to some of the uh, Tokyo Game Show stuff, there's actually a few little esports announcements that I wanted to uh, run down. Uh, we have our first global event for League of Legends Wild Rift. 10 teams from around the world will be competing for a $500,000 prize pool. The Wild Rift Horizon Cup is scheduled to happen November 3rd until November 21st as an offline event in the Suntech Singapore Exhibition and Convention Center. Wild Rift uh, is currently in its first year. 
in most of the regions around the world. Still not available in a lot of the southern Asian areas, uh, but this is the first tournament of its kind. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this game. Like, I'm not really a huge League of Legends player. Uh, I don't play the MOBA that much, but I do love the characters. I love the lore. I do currently play the uh, Legends of Runeterra digital card game, uh, and I grind ranked on that, like, almost whenever any major tournament has come out. Uh, I have not spent any money in that game. I still play the same deck I've had since the game dropped. I just update it like with new cards as new cards come out and I grind for them and I I buy them in-game with the stuff that I've earned in-game. Uh, so I play like my little spider aggro deck. Oh, nice. With, uh, spider champ. Her name is escaping me. Uh, Alisa, Alisa, something like that. Anyway, uh, League of Legends, Wild Rift. Um... Getting its first major tournament. Uh, Wild Rift is basically the uh, mobile equivalent of the MOBA game. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and what I think is some really cool news, but it's coming from a very surprising company. Uh, Razer is launching an esports wellness program for players. Uh, there's going to be articles, videos, events, and webinars to raise awareness about wellness in the gaming community. Uh, I think this is long overdue. Uh, I'm just a little surprised that it's coming from Razer. Um, but if any company was going to do it, it might as well have been like the one that supplies most of the equipment that we all use when it comes to esports. Like most people, when you think esports, you know, Razer is like one of the top of the mind. Uh, companies. No, they're not. They have the worst quality control in the world. What are you talking about? Oh, they they they, they get talked about all the time. That's yeah, they I get talked about all the time, but their quality control. When I buy, when I go through six mice in a month's time, because every time I open them, they're either dead in the box or or they die from just standard use. I'm not even banging the mice or anything. Ah. <laughs> They have the worst quality control. Even their laptops are terrible in quality control. I'm sure they are. Um, but it's nice that like a company is stepping forward and doing this, especially with uh, you know all the stories that we've heard uh, with players like you know leaving the games because of burnout or you know going through their health issues. Um, and even some of the things that aren't really talked about too much, you know, suffering from headaches, uh, vision problems, insomnia, back, neck, hand, or wrist pain, uh, you know, from playing the games as long as they do. Uh, so you can actually go to uh, Razor's official website right now. They have a, a spotlight on some of those wellness articles under their champion start from within content. Um <coughs> There's a couple of articles from Ritual Motion, which is a health and wellness brand. They have some videos from Respawn, Respawn Therapy uh, going over uh, some of the physical therapy things you can do to improve your health and wellness in regards to posture, um, what to do you know, if you experience any of these uh, uh, criteria, whether you're experiencing headaches or pains and stuff. I'm just reading the comments in the chat. Mario has me done. I think it's a good move, you know. No, it's a fine move. It's just I don't like that company. Period. 
There's a whole lot with that company that's not good, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving on to uh, some Nintendo news. Um, supposedly, there was this report that came out that there were games in the work for a 4K Nintendo console. No, 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 no. That doesn't really exist. <laughs> no, that's, that's not what... No, the actual report said that there were four, there were dev kits of the Switch that were 4K capable and that a bunch of developers have already made a bunch of their Switch games on them that have the ability to go to 4K. It's just that there's no consumer 4K Switch. <laughs> so recently there's been a, a little bit of an update. Zynga, which was one of the companies named uh, in this Bloomberg article, uh, Zynga has come out and has officially denied the report. Uh, they have stated that we do not have a 4K developer kit from Nintendo as a Switch developer for the upcoming Star Wars Hunters game that was announced on a recent Nintendo Direct. We can confirm that none of the developer kits Zynga has or is in receipt of are 4K developer kits. Uh, Nintendo has also come out to dispute the claim calling it inaccurate. Whatever that means, because they didn't elaborate any. Yeah, basically, it's like it's like what was inaccurate about it. We don't know exactly. Like, so here's the thing: I don't dispute that there is a 4K available developer kit, and here's the reason why: we're talking about NVIDIA hardware. All of NVIDIA's hardware can kind of play nice with each other. Um, they changed formats when they launched their GTX series. So that's the 10 series, which is the 1060, the 1070, the, the 1080, and the 1090, I think. Um, then you had the 2000 series, and now, as you all know, the 3000 series, where, which no one can get right now. Um, but the back end, the, the, the firmware and everything... If you de- it, it's like the it's like the NVIDIA um, the development uh, leak that happened also. These are all things that are clearly available for everyone to have access to. So, yes, if you had a switch dev kit and it's connected to a PC, you could import your game into the PC and have it at 4K. Why you would bother to make 4K textures? I. That's, that's between the developer and their free time and whoever manages payroll. But <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but yes. So while Nintendo, so there's a bunch of half truths being said here and half lies being said here. Yes, there are 4K dev kits for the Switch. Are they specifically Nintendo's dev kits? Probably not. <laughs> So that's probably what Nintendo means by inaccurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, you can plug your dev kit into the PC and, you know, work on your game at 4K. Why you would do that, we have no idea. That, again, that's between the developer, the PC, and whoever does payroll, because developing at 4K takes a lot of resource and a lot of time. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does this mean a Switch Pro exists? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Does it mean that we're probably going to get a Switch Pro? No, we're most likely going to get like a new console, in all honesty, that's just backwards compatible. Uh, 
Anyway, uh, let's move on to uh, our main topic of the show, which is the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, day one ish, as I like to refer to it as, because uh, it's been pretty light today. A lot of the bigger stuff is going to happen. Um, let's see, more so tomorrow morning, <laughs> our time. Got the Square Enix showcase lined up at like six in the morning. Yeah. Um, a few other companies also lined up throughout the rest of the weekend. Um, uh, Bandai today, Namco, Second Atlas is tomorrow, Level 5 is tomorrow. Yep. Uh, today, uh, Xbox held its digital showcase. Uh, their main focus was on Games Pass and their cloud gaming. Um, they officially made an announcement where Phil Spencer came out, and the big reveal was that Xbox Cloud Gaming will be available in Japan, Mexico, Australia, and Brazil starting Friday, October 1st. Um, and his main goal, his main goal is to increase the, it's Japanese game lineup, uh, to help bring Japanese games around the world. Um, so can I just mention something really funny when you mentioned Brazil? What? Do you know how much money Microsoft has spent on Brazil? Like in 2020 alone? No. No. Four billion dollars. What are they trying to do out there? So, this is actually hilarious. Brazil's routers are so old and so inundated with like ransomware and malware that Microsoft went door to door wherever where anyone had an internet connection and personally replaced their internet router. So the fact that they're launching cloud gaming in Brazil makes me laugh even harder because it's just like, I mean, y'all sunk the money already. You might as well try to make some of it back. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what it boils down to. Like, oh, we spent this much giving them better internet. Let's have them use it now. Not even better. It's not even better internet. That's the worst part. It's literally like, no, we just gave you more secure internet. Stop touching settings. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It was like a voucher and everything. It's like, please stop. Like, yeah, half the ransomware attacks came were routed through Brazil because of like ninety percent of these routers. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, um, what was really interesting about this uh, this little showcase that Xbox did was um, it was more so focused on like the digital tech offerings that they're doing with their Games Pass and uh, cloud gaming. Uh, I did like there was a, a bit where he. Spoke to Shinji Mikami uh, over long distance. Yeah. Um. The Shinji Mikami did confirm that they are working on a game. Tango Gamers is working on a new game. The director of Evil Within Two, John Johannes, um, will be leading the development on that game. Uh, but that was all that they he really said. So there was no like real specification on what that type of game was. Most likely, it's going to be a horror game because that's the type of stuff that usually tends to come from. Shinji Mikami. Yeah. So that's like that's like his shape. <laughs> um they also went on to talk about some of the titles that will be coming to Games Pass effective immediately. Uh Scarlet Nexus, AI, the Somnian Files, and Mighty Goose are available today. Uh Scarlet Nexus being a uh I guess somewhat popular JRPG 
Um, it's AI very popular. Out. It's it's. I've heard people call it like an Alan Wake ish type game in terms of no, like man. content. Some put some respect on. Alan no, I know, I know, I know. But like the <laughs> anime version of it. <laughs> so I, I like I played Scarlet Nexus and it has it it deals with a lot of like you know psychic type stuff, which I guess that's why they they refer to it as such. I just wish it was as good as Alan Wake because for me it was not as good as most games that I've played. Yeah. Um, like, if I want a good JRPG, I would probably say something like Tales of Arise. Scarlet Nexus. Uh, I haven't finished Tales of Arise just yet, but fun. <laughs> uh, I'm really interested to see AI The Somnian File. This is a game that, like, I've wanted to play and I haven't had a chance to. So the fact that it's on Games Pass, and I'm like, oh, I can play it for free now. This is good. Well, not free, but, you know, Games Pass is what, like... Yeah. 40 bucks a month, and it's the Netflix of gaming at this point. Um, I did like that they confirmed that Back for Blood, Forza Horizon 5, and Halo Infinite will be Games Pass playable upon release. Yep. Which is insane when you think about that. This weekend, by the way, this weekend, as of this uh, recording, I think they're doing another test bench of um, Halo Infinite, and it's open for everyone. It's like they literally said, Come break our servers. <laughs> um, yes, I think that was an announcement they said during E3. Maybe, I don't know. I don't recall it being... No, there, were, there was a bunch of test flights that they've announced. Um, they've been announcing them through their blog. But this was right. also a blog announcement that flat out just said, like, hey, come break our game. Like, we want you to break the game. <laughs> I won't lie. I think I might like if I can find it. I think I might actually net myself that uh the Xbox, the Halo Xbox. It's so pretty. I'm like X. kicking myself. I'm like, dang it! <laughs> like I was just gonna slowly but surely build my PC over the next. Like, and you have a pretty good PC sitting there. I know. That I've I... been working on it. It's not done yet. Okay. I've been buying things, little things here and there. Eventually, I will unveil it to no one and just stream from it. But <laughs> like, hey guys, I'm finally streaming on a PC. Look, here's my PS5 hooked up to this and my camera, so you can look at my hairy face. <laughs> anyway, uh, a couple more announcements. Uh, a lot of different developers came on to like promote the fact that their upcoming games would be folk- fully localized into Japanese. Um. Arcane Studios came out, said Redfall will include a complete Japanese voice cast when the game debuts in the summer of 2022. Uh, Todd Howard came out and was like, yeah, uh, Starfield's going to have Japanese text and voices. He claims that it's their largest translation ever. Over 300 actors and 150,000 lines of dialogue. Yeah, that that, that checks out. That that actually checks out, in all honesty. (laughs) Uh, there was a little bit of a showcase of uh, upcoming Asian indie games. Uh, a game called The Good Life has an exclusive Xbox demo available today. Yep. The game drops on multiple platforms on October 15th. But if you want to try it out, it's available on Xbox right now in demo form. There is a new trailer for Eternal Return. And it's coming to the Microsoft Store on October 19th. Um, Overall, it was pretty light, but Microsoft tends to be pretty light at Tokyo Game Show anyway. 
Um, but it was nice to see that like they are making efforts to, you know, be more present in the Japanese market. Uh, it is one of the weakest markets that they're in when you look at like the overall market share. Obviously, Xbox is more popular in the United States and in the European markets. Um, and in the Japanese market, it's definitely somewhere where they struggled a bit compared to like Nintendo and Sony. Which is weird because the 360 did so well. Initially, it did, yes. And after that, nothing. <laughs> well, think about all the RPGs that we, we got uh, Blue Dragon out of that and everything. Yeah, but that was at that time. And then, yeah. you know, everybody, everyone just went like back to like yeah, and also at that time, the 360 was outselling the other two. So there's that. True, but I think what a lot of it is is like you know they go to the the companies that have like the more install base. Like who has more systems being sold right now? Mm. So there's that. Um, what I thought was surprising was oh well, that's because there was a Monster Hunter event. Not it wasn't a Capcom stream, but there was like a Monster Hunter showcase. It was um, a Capcom showcase actually. Because the only thing that was really announced was Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, where they showed that it would be coming to... Well, one, Rise is going to be coming to Steam. On January. Yeah. And the Sunbreak expansion, they talked about uh, how it's going to have a whole new hub, new monsters, and brand new locations. And it's set to introduce a new master rank level uh, yep. for Questline. So I think that's really cool for you Monster Hunter fans. They've announced the uh, 30th anniversary for Sonic the Hedgehog collaboration. Yeah, that's something we knew. <laughs> uh, Ghosts and Goblins are also coming to uh, Monster Hunter. I thought that was really cool. It was nice to see the, the Arthur armor set in a Monster Hunter fashion. Because it actually, the one armor set that made more sense than Akuma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a second. It's like they probably looked at him and just like, wait a second, you, you fit. For what? sure. <laughs> Um, uh, KOF 15, they should, uh, we well, got a Capcom new did have one little bit of news afterwards. It's apparently the Street Fighter 5 tournament is now expanded to eight teams. I don't know, I what, yeah, I don't know what that means. That, that's why I didn't like talk about it because I was like, I don't. I, so basically, what this means, it's a, it's a Street Fighter League tournament on, um, starts October 5th with English language uh, broadcast. The number of teams have been expanded from six to eight. Meaning the total mat- mat- uh, number of matches are 56. Basically, it's now eight teams that compete for, as a showcase of uh, mastery of uh, Street Fighter V. And points. Um, in, in, in not Capcom news, uh, we got a new trailer from SNK's uh, King of Fighters uh, 15. We have a new young woman named Isla, who is a rival to Shunei, who was the hero of the previous KOF game. Um, she apparently has a pair of phantom hands that hover beside her at all times. Also, that's very similar to uh, Shunei, who had his own oversized phantom hands, but they only came out like during certain special moves and whatnot. Yep. Um... So that brings up the total that I know of to about 30 characters. I know. Yeah, um, it's SNK a lot of characters, actually. About, SNK has said that it's going to have about 40 characters, um, including. No, I think it's just 40 is the max. 
they're going to reveal a, a deluxe edition at some point. The deluxe edition will include two teams of DLC characters. Uh, that's three and three, so six fighters total. Uh, with the deluxe edition, you'll get early access to the game as a pre-order bonus. Uh, early purchases will also include a free DLC costume for Terry Bogard. He will have his Mark of the Wolves look Ooh. As, uh, as a pre-order bonus. Ooh, uh, I like that. Those who purchase digitally will get a free costume for Leona based on her classic outfit in the 90s KOF games. Uh, King of Fighters 15 will feature rollback netcode for online matches. Uh, they also revealed today that that same rollback netcode is coming to the Steam version of the KOF 98 Ultimate Match Final Edition. So, yay for people who play it on Steam. <laughs> Yes. I I, yeah. <laughs> no, there's, there's plenty of us who play it on Steam, and we've all been kind of like, yeah, we want rollback for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for KOF. I haven't played a King of Fires game in like a good number of years, but this one has my interest just because of like how great it looks and how much work they're putting into it. And also the fact that they brought people back from the dead. Yes, that too. Like, canonically, like half of, the, half of this cast is actually dead. And it's like, so what's the story? <laughs> we don't know. They're just bringing them back. <laughs> King of Fighters 15 is scheduled for a worldwide release on February 17th of 2022. It'll be coming to the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, Windows 10, Steam, and the Epic Game Store. So everything. Uh, and that was pretty much like all the main stuff out of Tokyo Game Show for today. Um, we know that Square Enix is set for Friday morning. Was it Konami also today or no? I have, I mean, Konami only showed off like their Master Duel thing that's coming, and they're saying it's going to come at some point between December and January. It had no official release date. Um, their claim was that they're going to have the same type of speed on mobile as, a, as well as console. I hope that's true, because that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, what do you think, besides Final Fantasy 16? do you think Square Enix is going to show off anything else? Uh, that other game that's a Sony exclusive, the Isekai game, maybe? Do you think they'll show off a little more Forspoken? Like, they showed off Forspoken at the uh, the Sony... Yeah, they showed off showcase. some stuff. I think I think that they might... They might do a playable demo, maybe for Insiders or something. I mean, there's no actual physical event. So just right. Know. Yeah. Um, I, I think something like that. Or, or... Um, I think we're probably... We, this is the slight chance of it happening. Okay, well, let me let me put it like this. We're definitely getting things that we're definitely going to see is sixteen, maybe mm -hmm. the the one remake. Um, I forget its name because it's just so bad. Strangers of Paradise. Yes, thank I you. I want to fight chaos. <laughs> yes, we'll probably get those, more info on those two. In all honesty, I, I I I want that game to disappear. That's everyone wants that game to disappear. Um, <laughs> there are rumors of in it of uh. Of a Final Fantasy spin-off collections uh, game. So like tactics, stuff like that. 
Um, and the one thing that everyone's hoping for is we're going to get part two to Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, we're not going to get part two to Final Fantasy VII. We're not getting that to at least minimum 2025. And that's where they're just going to be like, here's the logo. Yeah, so Square Enix is at 6 in the morning. Uh, it'll be followed by Bandai Namco at 7. Level 5 at 8 a.m. Sega Atlas goes on on 9. Um, and I think that's it for tomorrow. There's a couple of things tomorrow night, but I think it's all, a lot of the, more of the uh, online gaming type things. So you're probably yeah. going to see like Tencent and NetEase show off some stuff. Um... But I don't think anyone like no ten cents not until October second actually. Okay. Yeah, a lot of those are like gung ho. Ten cent are not till uh, October. Well, actually, Konami has something October second. Yeah, um, I'm. I find it strange that they're on both. I guess one showcase was for Yu Gi Oh, and this will be like, hey, we have actual games. <laughs> we have actual real games. I hope um, so. <laughs> I know Dan- Ubisoft is at this show, but I have no idea what they'll show off. Do they have anything to show off? I guess it'll just be more of the same. We'll have Rainbow Wait, Six. I don't, even, I don't even see... U- <laughs> well, actually, Rainbow Six is huge in uh, Japan. Yeah, I know Rainbow Six is huge in Japan. I do know um, that. So they're probably, that's probably a, like a, a good showcase for them. But a lot of it's mostly online. So yeah, like tomorrow morning oh. is like the ones to pay attention to, I guess. It- Sunday, uh, October 3rd, I'm kind of interested in. There's a Genshin Impact stream. No. I kind of no. want to see, I want to watch what they're going to do during that time. They're going to make everyone cry. That's what they're going to do. Probably. <laughs> oh, they've announced their specific lineup. Uh, for Square Enix, at least. Their videos will look at Final Fantasy. Seven, the first soldier, Forspoken, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Stranger of Paradise of Final Fantasy Origin, Triangle Strategy, Voice of Cards, Chocobo GP, and Act Razor Renaissance. It's funny because the Chocobo GP trailer already like dropped earlier today. So I guess maybe it either got leaked or they Well, I mean it was already shown off at like the Switch. Well, no, this was like a more in-depth trailer. It showed more stuff. It still looks so stiff. It looks like a phone game. It's a mobile. It, it was. It definitely had to be like a mobile game that they were like, let's just put this on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be, we're not going to make money if we put it on mobile. <laughs> yeah. Watch, watch it has gotcha mechanics. Watch. I will kids, laugh. Right? <laughs> we need the kids to buy this so they can beg their parents for money to buy all the stuff in-game. Yeah. Um... <laughs> What is Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier? That is a mobile game. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a mobile game. Like Are they Kingdom world. Heartsing this thing? No. Are they Kingdom not- Heartsing the remake? No. Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier is like, uh, it's not even seven. It's just Final Fantasy, The First Soldier or something like that. It's, it's literally listed as Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. <laughs> I might be confusing two different games then. Uh, I know there's one that's supposed to be like a battle royale type game. That's a battle royale game. It's. Li- <laughs> I don't know if it's that one. It is. I just looked it up. It's. Oh no! Wasn't there? Uh, 
they were doing like a a chibi version of the Final Fantasy VII remake. I don't know if that's it. You know, I don't. No, know. that that's that's a different thing. Um, that's Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Right? Wait, no, this is a different mobile game. Wait, why are there like three mobile games? <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier is the battle royale. Yeah, it's set, 30, it's set thirty years prior to the events of Final Fantasy. You are tasked who asked for uh, this? <laughs> I mean, you don't want to do Final Fantasy VII: Last Man Standing? No, you know that Seven's my least favorite game. <laughs> I mean, wh- why are there two mobile games? Ever Crisis is another mobile game. What is this one? <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Yeah, that's the Final Fantasy remake with the, the chibi characters, right? No, these look like actual... Oh, sorry, didn't mean to play it with sound. No, these look like... This looks, this looks like actual Final Fantasy VII for the phone. The remake for the phone. Oh, that's probably what it is then. You never know. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, hold on. I need to know what this is. Give me like two seconds. You can figure it out on your own. We don't care. We gotta keep the show moving. I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, in other news, um, oh Blue Point Games, the studio that has handled the PlayStation 4 remake of The Shadow of the Colossus and the PlayStation 5 remake of Demon's Souls, has now officially been acquired by Sony. So now it becomes an official Sony first-party studio. And they did announce that they are working on an original game, and they will have something to show uh, in a couple of months. So that could be anywhere from three to six months from now. Uh, but they are working on a brand new original project. So I'm really happy to see that for Blue Point. They are a very extremely talented team uh, to be able to do something like remaking Shadow of the Colossus from the ground up and remaking Demon's Souls from the ground up and having those games be so exceptionally close to uh, what their original counterparts were. Uh, let us also not also forget that they were the ones that did the remasters of the, the Uncharted series for the Nathan Drake collection on blue on PS4. So they definitely have uh, some good weight under their belt. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what they come out with. Um, I'm a little I'm cautiously optimistic um, because this is their first game. Like. It's their first game that they are making. And while remaking a game is probably a whole, is a set of um, skills that I'm sure they probably all have, their wheelhouse is rebuilding and remastering and other games. So I'm a little cautiously optimistic just to see what will uh, be there. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I I see that that's a fair uh, a fair assessment, I guess. Um, yeah. I just I still have a little I I just have concerns just because it's just like cool Sony, you bought a studio, good for you. I don't know what your plan is. <laughs> Are we gonna get a remaster of the original God of War trilogy or from them? No. No, from them now. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that's gonna do it for uh, today's show. Appreciate everybody uh, coming on through, watching us ramble about video games. 
As always, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can do so over in our Discord. Feel free to tag me and let me know what you thought about all the games that we have uh, talked about today or any other game that we may have discussed on any previous show. Looking for some older episodes. Uh, we have a .com. You can check out digitalearentertainment.com to look up uh, past episodes of our shows as well as our written content and more. Uh, and while you're over there, be sure to give a look at our merch shop too. We have some cool merch. Fall catalog is coming up soon. Uh, or you can just buy a hoodie right now. We have our D hoodies available for you over at our stream element shop, as well as our D t-shirt and our D mug for your beverage of choice, uh, preferably some coffee. Checking out imageanime.com. You can also use our promo code discount20 for 20% off all in-stock items over at imageanime.com. Pumpkin <laughs> spice season is impending. And speaking of uh, your coffee, uh, Image Anime also has a small pop-up shop at the Waypoint Cafe, located at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. Waypoint Cafe is where we record this show. It is the home of the G-Code podcast, featuring myself and Gino, who you've been listening to for the past hour. Your so minutes or hour. Over at our YouTube, we still have our teaser trailer for our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel, Kokoro No Pro. We are looking forward to sharing some more info on that with you later on in the year-ish. <laughs> We've still got some time. Uh, but I'm excited to uh, see what's coming out from this. We showcase a lot of our visual novels, specifically on uh, RJ and Joel's. Uh, stream time, which is just after this episode. They'll be continuing their playthrough for a great ace attorney. So stick around for that after our show. Uh, and if you're looking for more content like this, uh, tomorrow, Friday, we have our sister podcast, Kai, for all your anime uh, needs and wants and things like that. And here are distinguished founder, Mario and Cole. Mario, Joel, Emmy, everyone else, as they uh, flail and just animu. <laughs> animu. They can scream about the anime for an hour. And then if you want to stick around and play some Among Us, you can join us in our happy hour between 6.30, between 5.30 and 6.30. Play some hide and seek. Figure out which one of us is an imposter in actual Among Us. And then... After our hashtag murder time, uh, <laughs> I'll be showcasing some Hot Wheels Unleashed. So if you want to check out some awesome arcade racing. Oh, I see what you're doing tour. here. I see what you're doing here. You're killing them and then you're getting away. Yes. Tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> this same channel here at Digital Ear Twitch. Appreciate y'all coming through and listening to us. This has been the Decode Podcast. And as always, until next time, you've been decoded.